It's time for another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. I'm Kirk. I'm Steve. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, This will be our Christmas celebration show. But before that, I want to remind everybody to like and subscribe to us. Check us out on all social media platforms, particularly Twitter and Instagram. And after you do that, do the same thing for your indie po- any indie podcast that you listen to. There are plenty of platforms out there to support indie podcasts, uh, whether it's Podchaser or Good Pods, which is uh, one that we're more active on. Check those out and continue to support indie podcasters out there trying hard. So as I said, it's December 2021, Steve. It's our Christmas celebration show. Can't wait. Well, you know for Christmas. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, you know, a few years ago we had a big gala Christmas party, but because of COVID rules, we really can't do that. And we just hope everybody's staying safe. But maybe next year, I'm I'm hoping maybe by fourth of July. We'll open up the studio and have another big party and have food and a band playing and everything, but we haven't been able to do that for a while. Well, we we, uh, renovated again the the studio. So hopefully, like you said, we'll be ready. We'll be ready to go. So we want to get into our Christmas or holiday celebration, but before that, Steve, I have a 5K review. Let's hear it. As you all know by now, 5K review is when I go out and complete a 5K and listen and review a po- listen to and review a podcast that's new to me. And this week I have one, and it's called the 10-ish podcast. Podcast. 10-ish podcast. Here's their description, and then I'll read my review that I posted on Podchaser. Comedy edutainment podcast covering top 10 lists. Plus, fun facts, trivia hot takes, and hot dogs. 150 plus episodes. <laughs> you know. So my 150, re- that's 150, good. yeah. They've been at it for a while. But it, like I say, this it was just new to me. So here's my review that you can find on Podchaser. Brandon and Nick provide knowledge and laughs in this very informative and entertaining podcast. Their detailed research, conversational approach, and engaging manner makes makes the listener hurry to the next episode. Add to your rotation immediately. What they do is pick a topic and create a top ten list. So it could be it could be anything. Top ten movies in this category. Top ten foods. Uh, it could be anything like that. It's called ten ish because sometimes there's ten, sometimes there's more, sometimes there's less. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it is. It's a very good podcast. Again, it's the ten ish podcast available wherever you podcast. Oh, I should mention they're out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And you know Oklahoma is where the winds come sweeping down the plains. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. I've never you ever been to Oklahoma? Never. I have not. I I'm sure I've flown over it several times. Yeah, I, I've never been there. But the next time we go to, do you fly over Oklahoma when you go to Vegas? I guess you could. Oh, no, I have to look neck down next time. Yeah, it it looks kind of like with the panhandle. Right. I'll take a look at it and see. Well, next time what we'll do is we'll drop in on these guys, literally. Yeah. Now. D.B. Cooper. Next year when we go to Vegas, 
and I don't even know if Steve knows this yet, next year our pilot is scheduled to have his pilot's license. Yes, I'm glad to hear that. So he, he's finally going to get his license. So we probably will take the core extra jet to Vegas next year. So we might be able to stop in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well, we will if we take the core extra jet. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that because our pilot is finally going to become official. And we're all looking forward to that day. So here is our Christmas celebration, right? All righty. So what we decided to do in lieu of having a party, what we decided to do is give you guys a little background on Christmas and talk about Christmas celebrations from around the world. What do you think of that? I'm looking forward to it. Let's hear it. <laughs> Let's hear it. So, Steve, you know, the one of the most recognizable images of Christmas is the Christmas tree. Okay. Now, do you know how the custom of the Christmas tree started? I do exactly know. You want me to tell you? No, I'll tell you. No, I have no idea. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, the use of evergreen trees, wreaths, and garlands to symbolize eternal life was a custom custom of the ancient Egyptian, Chinese, and Hebrews. Did you know that? I did not. Trees have always symbolized eternal life. So tree worship was common among the pagan Europeans and survived their conversion to Christianity in the Scandinavian customs of decorating the house and barn with evergreens at the new year to scare away the devil and setting up a tree for the birds during Christmas time. Yeah, so it started. Yeah, that makes sense. It survived further in the custom, also observed in Germany, of placing a Yule tree at the entrance or inside the house during midwinter holidays. The modern Christmas tree, though, originated in Western Germany. The main prop of a popular medieval play about Adam and Eve was a paradise tree, which was a fir tree hung with apples that represented the Garden of Eden. The Germans set up a paradise tree in their homes on December the 24th, which is the religious feast day of Adam and Eve. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, that's a good reason to tune into the holiday show yeah. at the Core Podcast. They hung wafers on it, symbolizing the Eucharistic host, the Christian sign of redemption, which I'm sure you knew. Yes. In later traditions, the wafers were replaced by cookies of various shapes. Candles, symbolic of Christ as the light of the world, were often added as well. In the same room was the Christmas pyramid. You've seen those. A triangular construction of wood that had shelves to hold Christmas figurines and was decorated with evergreens, candles, and a star. I've, I've not you, seen one. Yeah, you've seen those. They sit flat, and it's literally like a pyramid. It looks like a tree. You've seen those. By the 16th century, the Christmas pyramid and the paradise tree had merged, becoming the Christmas tree. Oh, I see the triangle. Yeah. Yes. The custom was widespread among the German Lutherans by the 18th century, but it was not until the following century that the Christmas tree became a deep-rooted German tradition. Introduced into England in the early 19th century, the Christmas tree was popularized in the mid-19th century by German-born Prince Albert, husband of Queen Victoria. Bet you didn't know that. So the Victorian tree was decorated with toys and small gifts, candles, Candies, popcorn strings, and fancy cakes hung from the branches by ribbons and by paper chains. Taken to North America by German settlers as early as the 17th century, Christmas trees were the height of fashion by the 19th century. 
They were also popular in Austria, Switzerland, Poland, and the Netherlands. In China and Japan, Christmas trees introduced by Western missionaries in the 20th century were decorated with intricate paper designs. So I always wondered, I've seen pictures, but I've asked my mom, and she didn't have it, of, uh, remember you've seen them with like uh, candles on them? I always wondered why they didn't burn right. the tree up. I know. You know? Right? Now, we, we had a live tree as I was growing up. Did you guys have a live tree? We had a live tree, and then we also had an artificial one, and it was silver. And it had that wheel that spun around in front. Do you remember that? I was just getting ready to say, we yeah. had that thing. And I used to stare at it yeah. and watch it change color. Change color. Now it, those things are worth a lot of money. Right it was now. like a colored wheel. Yeah. Like a, and it had four different colors yeah. on it. And the tree was silver. Yeah. And you turn it on, and it would change colors. Let me ask you this. If I, I can't even remember this. On a tree like that, did we even have lights? I don't think we had lights, did we? That was the lights. No, the light was just a color. Yeah. No, we didn't have... Oh, no, 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 no. We used to hang... No, I take that back. We used to hang, for some reason, I remember blue... What do you call them? Lights? No, 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 not the lights. Garland? No, no, what's the, uh, the ornaments? Ornament. The round ornament. And it was blue. For some reason, they were blue. Um, and it all changed color. With the color wheel. Yeah. I haven't seen those out forever. No, I haven't seen those forever. Which are pretty neat, though. But then we started getting live trees. You know, we, we would go and get the live tree. And then what started to happen, you know, as time went on and we got older, my father would go in the backyard and shoot the rifle and tell us Santa Claus committed suicide, so we weren't getting anything. Well, times were tough. <laughs> But you know, Stephen, part of that, what I was telling you, and I know you want to get to something here, but I want to cherry pick a few countries. Well, do you know, my, this is, my mom, my dad did tell me about Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. And he had the sex talk with me at the same time. And Santa Claus was in the sex talk, and I was just confused as hell. Oh. <laughs> Boy, that explains a lot. <laughs> that explains a whole lot. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> was that last week? <laughs> so I mentioned some of the countries when I was telling you about the tree, right? But so what I have here is I want to tell you some Christmas traditions from around the world. Because Christmas is celebrated. I don't know if you know this, Steve, but Christmas is celebrated around the world. I don't know if you're aware of that. Around the world? Yeah, around the world. But, well... To those who think the world's the world flat, yeah, if you think the world's flat, it's celebrated ac across the top of the world. Yeah. So let's start in Japan. Okay. So it's Christmas in Japan. And Japan has a very special Christmas tradition. Do you know what it is? They eat KFC chicken. Worshipping the bomb. No. They eat KFC chicken. In fact, many even wait in long lines to order the chicken in advance. So you might ask yourself why. Well, it was invented by, this tradition was started by Takeshi Okawara, the owner of the first KFC restaurant in Japan. In 1970, he began selling chicken barrels inspired by American Christmas dinner. The campaign gained momentum and became very popular because there was no Japanese Christmas tradition then. Millions of families are still enjoying Kentucky Fried Chicken for Christmas. 
Did you Jesus. know that? Never I had that. no idea about that. Them, I mean, that must be, they must line up for, well, I don't know how many colonels are over there. Does it have to be Kentucky Fried or can it be any, like, famous recipe and all this? Well, my, well, my understanding is Kentucky Fried. Oh, shit. Famous recipe closes down on Christmas. <laughs> well, you know what? Here's one from the U- U.S. Right here, home, right here at home, Steve. It's called Find the Christmas Pickle. Traditionally, decorative cucumbers are placed on Christmas trees as one of the Christmas decorations. The first person to find a cucumber on the tree on Christmas morning should receive an additional gift from Santa Claus or have a lucky year. I have I've never ne- heard of never that. I've never heard of it, no. This is a new one for me. Couldn't believe it when I found that. Now, let's say you're in the Philippines on Christmas. What are you going to do? What are you going to do if you're in the Philippines on Christmas? Well, every December, the giant lantern festival is held in San Fernando, Philippines. For Filipinos, light has a high symbolic power. The stars are a sign of hope and the most important symbol of the Christmas season. It's a beautiful festival that symbolizes the love and hope of Christmas season, where a huge light is shaped like a kaleidoscope and can be admired by everyone. I didn't know that. Never heard that. No, I I never. Now, here's what I kind of knew. In Germany, Christmas is so important that there are many traditions throughout the country. One of the most popular is, and everybody knows this, is St. Nicholas Day. This may actually be more popular than Christmas itself. Every December 5th in the evening, children clean their boots and place them in front of the bedroom door to prepare for the arrival of St. Nicholas. In the morning, they wake up, and if they, don't, and if they didn't find a gift but found boots full of nuts, sweets, and small gifts, it's considered a good thing. Okay. Now, I've actually heard that because I took a couple of years of German in high school, really. And they told us about that then. So I kind of remember that. So where else could you possibly find yourself? Let's go to Italy, because you have some Italian I blood do. in you. I do, yeah. Well, Italy, as you know, is predominantly a Catholic country, and, and it takes Christmas very seriously. One of the most unique traditions is La Bafana. La Bafana, yeah. La Bafana, which dates back to the 13th century. It's actually celebrated after Christmas on the 6th, January 6th, but it's still important. Okay, so on the 5th, January 5th, which is the eve of La Bafana, which stands for Old Witch. An old witch goes to all the houses in Italy with a magic broom and brings presents to the children. Like Santa Claus, she descends the chimney and gives good kids candy and naughty kids black charcoal. The kids leave her the kids leave her with Christmas stockings and they write her notes. So it's basically yeah, it's kind of like the Italian version of yeah. Santa Claus. So Steve, as you know, we have some loyal listeners in Sweden. And, and I have a couple of friends over there that I met in London, actually. And this is what they tell me they do in Sweden on Christmas. They actually celebrate Christmas on the 24th. And Santa comes during the daytime, not in the middle of the night. Hmm. I thought it was kind of creepy always here. To yeah, creeping around in the middle of the night. Well, he comes in the daytime over there. And then they sit down and eat with the entire family. And they take a... Uh, they have a traditional drink over there called the Nubi. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's N-U-B-B-E. And along with that drink comes songs. They sit around and sing a bunch of songs. Sure. And then they dress the tree. And then they have a very strong tradition of, tradition of watching Donald Duck's Christmas. 
and other clips in the holiday special that always air on TV. <laughs> so while we're watching Rudolph, they're watching Donald Duck. Donald which, Duck. Yeah, which is kind of cool. So yeah, that's the Swedish tradition. And check out, uh, check out my friend from Sweden. She runs the Cozy Cottage Stockholm. So if you go to Instagram and look up Cozy Cottage Stockholm, they have a vacation home rental that they run over there. And it would be nice, very nice. You can go look at some of the photos. You can, she's, she even has a photo of the Northern Lights, which is really, really cool. But check that out, the Cozy Cottage Stockholm, and just look on there. And hopefully, if you're ever in Sweden, if you're ever in Stockholm. Mention you, us. Yeah, mention us. And she'll give you like 50 cents off. Or she'll call the police. <laughs> One of the two. Or maybe both. But no, seriously, look at Cozy Cottage Stockholm. And I, I want to thank her for sending in um, their tradition. Well, that, Steve, that's what I have. Now, I know you have some uh, very inspiring and uplifting yes. Christmas stories to tell us. I kind of took you around the world. Are you going to take us around the world, oh, Steve? I'm going to take you around the world, all right. Oh, this this should be really good because what we want to what we want to have here at the uh, Core Extra Podcast, and let me just say this because it's the season, we want to have a podcast where everybody can sit around. I was going to say radio, but no, sit around the computer or whatever your listening device is, and hear these wholesome, nice Christmas stories like I just gave. So, Steve, let's hear your wholesome, nice Christmas stories. Well, these are not as wholesome and as nice as you, uh, you would think. In most English-speaking countries, the worst fate a naughty child can expect on Christmas is what? No gifts. Yeah, no gifts. Or right. in the U.S., coal. Right, no, no big deal. But children in other countries can expect way worse, far, far worse. What? What do you mean? Here are seven of the creepiest Christmas traditions around the world. I'm going to save the first one to last. <laughs> oh, man. Here All right, we go. here we go. I thought this was going to be Now, a... I may say these wrong because I don't speak these languages. But wait a minute. I thought we were going to do like a, a wholesome, family-oriented... Oh, it, it, it is. Oh, okay. It is wholesome. Oh, okay. The first one is Mari Lewd, L-W-Y-D. Now, this happens in Wales. Imagine it's New Year's Eve. You were a small okay. Welsh child. Okay. You hear a knock on the door. You open it. Looming over you is a creature with a horse's skull wearing a long, billowing cloak mm. and trailed by people chanting. In the horse's eye cavities are fake eyeballs. Its mouth is slightly ajar and you are paralyzed in terror. As you wet yourself in fear, adults around you wish each other a happy new year. Oh, my God. That's in Wales. How, how is this a wholesome story? No, no, I'm just giving you around the world. Oh. You got to get the other. You want the good, you get the bad. Oh. It's not bad. They're wishing everybody a happy new year. It's the little kid that opens the door, scared to With shitless. a horse head. It's yeah. like well, it's like the Godfather. You got a floating horse head with a fake eyeballs in it. All right, and the next one is from Iceland. Well, this can't be too bad. Iceland's a nice place. Gryla and the Yule Cat. No. Gryla is a giant... <laughs> 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 
Gryla is a giant org who lives in a cave. During Christmas, she emerges to hunt for children, which she kidnaps, oh. takes to her cave, and cooks in vats of stew. Oh, my God. Gryla has a variety of companions, including the Yule Lads, her 13 unruly troll children, and the Yoka Katerium, or the Yule Cat. Did you think that the Yule Cat sits on your lap as you open your gifts, playing with wrapping paper and contributing to the overall atmosphere of cozy Christmas? Wrong. Oh. The Yule Cat is terrifying. Like Satan walking among, among us like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, the massive Yule Cat lops through town in the dark, peering into the lighted windows of children's bedrooms. The only way to save yourself from being eaten is to show him that you got clothes for Christmas because you were good this year. If you didn't get any new clothes, you leave out old clothes and the hope to God they meet his standards. So if you got that one little kid you're really not that fond of, you give him like a toy truck for Christmas. Yes. And then he's gone. But I want to ask you this. I won't ask you again, but how is this wholesome Christmas? No, no, no. These are Christmas traditions. Oh. It's kind of like the pick on the tree. Anyway, Hans Trap. Now, where is that? France. According to lore, Hans Trap was a local net man renowned for his greed and unscrupulousness. He used witchcraft and deals with the devil to become rich. After being excommunicated from the Catholic Church, <laughs> he lost his wealth and social standing. He took to roam in the countryside disguised as a scarecrow. All right. Oh. So, you know, normal stuff. At some point, Hans Trapp became consumed with the idea of tasting human flesh. He lured a shepherd boy to his death, then cooked him over a fire. Before Hans Trapp could take his first bites, however, God, finally feeling that things had gone too far, really? <laughs> that, that did it? Struck him with lightning. Hans Trapp died, but he returned sometimes on Christmas to go from door to door looking for young, tasty children. <laughs> oh, no. No. Man, I'm just butchering these names. The Kalakantazeri, the Greece, Bulgaria, Serbia, and Turkey. The Kalakantazeris are goblins who spend most of the year underground trying to bring about the apocalypse. During Advent, they come out, they come out onto human territory to cause mischief and evil. They are sometimes described as black furry creatures with Tuscan horns. They are usually male and grotesquely well-endowed. <laughs> what the hell is going on around the world? What they do is they pin small children down and beat them with their well-endowed parts. This is insane. We have another one from France. Damn, France is a rough place to live. Especially around Christmas time. Pierre... Fontetard. <laughs> Pierre Fontetard was a butcher. Now you know where we're going with this. He and his wife kidnapped, robbed, and killed wealthy children 
then carved off their bodies and hid them in salting barrels. St. Nicholas discovered the crime and brought the children back to life. As punishment, pet cemetery, as punishment, he forced Pierre Fontitude into bondage as his eternal cannibal manservant. He follows St. Nick around de dealing with problem children. So, you know, like you said, St. Nick gets in their little boots. Yeah. This dude here takes care of the ones that aren't good. Well, you know, the thing is, apparently problem children are a big deal around in the world. France. Especially in France. Here's one from Austria and Bavaria. Fra Perchta. Fra Perchta is a witch who comes to see who's been naughty or night. Bad children, she slits the bellies of bad children and stuffs their corpses with straw. Good Lord. It's sort of like Santa bringing coal, but with... The, but with disembowelment instead. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> See, luckily these kids live in America. <laughs> when they get cold, they can be disemboweled, <laughs> you get roasted, <laughs> and eaten alive. All you get here is a lump of coal. Charlie Brown should be lucky. All right, now, the last one is the most famous. Austria. Mm. Oh, so I know what Slovenia. that is. I know what that is. Sylvania, I mean. Croatia. I can't even say that. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. It's just Croatia. I know. Croatia <laughs> and northern Italy. In many European countries, St. Nicholas has companions who act as negative counterparts. St. Nicholas is the good cop. You don't want to meet the bad cop. One particularly bad cop is Krampus, a demonic uh, it. goat monster with horns and a long tongue. He drags chains behind him as he walks and rattles them. He carries a birch to whip bad children and sometimes a basket or a sack for kidnapping them. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what, what was that last word? <laughs> <laughs> me that me that. Kidnapping. Uh, I didn't even take a breath. I was trying to get it all out. All right. He carries a birch to whip bad children and sometimes a basket or a sack for kidnapping them. The Eve of St. Nicholas, which is December 1st, is Krampenschmatt hordes of Krampuses march through alpine towns in elaborate sinister costumes. In recent years, the Krampus tendency to go on drunken rampages, getting in fights and destroying property has become a bit of a problem. Now let me tell you a story about Krampus. My grandson, uh, you know, my granddaughter is, or my grand, let me tell you a story about Krampus. My grandson, he's five. Um, my daughter, he was, he was being unruly when he was like three or four. And it was Christmas, and she kept saying, you won't get nothing, you won't get nothing. And I said, here, show him a picture of this. And I sent him a picture of Kramp, her Krampus and said, if you're not good, Krampus will come get you. Right. To this day, 
if he's messing around outside or something, she'll yell his name and say, you need to get in here. Oh, wait, wait. Krampus will come. No, mama, no. And he'll run in the house. <laughs> Even now. Even now. <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on one second. Hold on one second. I'll make a phone call. Uh, yeah, is this children's services? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stay on hold. I'll call you guys right back. Uh, go ahead, Steve. You know, children, she, they were called one time, children's services. Seriously. Really? Yes, and Fra Percha came over <laughs> and was there. Well, we can either take the child or slit his belly open and throw straw in it. So I was like, ooh. <laughs> what a choice. What a choice. So anyway, those are the seven most terrifying Christmas traditions around the world. If you want to look that up, it is, uh, just look up seven most terrifying Christmas <laughs> traditions around the world. Yeah, put that in Google. Yeah, put that in Google. That's it's not that, that hard. No. And if you wanted to uh, look up any, and if you want to look up anything that I mentioned, just punch in Christmas around the world. It's not that difficult. No. It's not that hard. Just punch it up. But some of those things we both knew and we, we talk about all the time. But Steve, I have a question for you. Yes. We're at that point in the show where I must ask you, what did we learn today? Well, we learned a lot, but the first thing we learned was you must check out the 10-ish podcast. That's the number 10 I-S-H podcast. You can check them out. You can check them out on all social media platforms. Give them a listen. Like, download, subscribe. Do everything you can to support indie podcasts. The next thing we learned is that if you're in Japan, oh, you're going to eat KFC. Yes, on, uh, on Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, that, you, you're going to do that. And we also learned that people celebrate Christmas different ways around the world. What did you learn, Steve? I learned that if you're going to be a bad kid, stay in the United States. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Most bad kids in the United States don't even get coal. They still get presents. Right. That's why they're bad kids. Right. Still, if they would give them coal, you know what? Or... or Slit their bellies open. Slit their bellies open and stuff them with straw. We wouldn't have so many bad kids. Wouldn't have that many bad kids. No. That's all I know. Well, we want to wish everybody Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I don't know. Well, we'll be back before the New Year. Yeah. We'll put something on again before the... Oh, we have to have a New Year. A New Year's recap. Yes. We'll do that. Of our favorite shows. Might have some special information coming up for next year. Steve doesn't even know about it yet. So we'll all learn together. How about that? Okay. Well, listen, we want to thank everybody for listening and have seriously wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and be safe and figure out how to social distance and sanitize and have Christmas yeah, all at the same time. Yeah. And with that, we're going to get out of here. And again, support all indie podcasts. It really means a lot to us indie podcasters. If you download, subscribe, and leave us a review, you can do that anywhere you please, but, we, but Apple Good pods, pod chasers seem to be the ones that uh, we get the most reviews on. So, thanks everybody for listening. I'm Kurt. I'm Steve. Happy holidays, everybody.